This is Naoki Yoshida. This is Fern Hall. And you are listening to Aetherite Radio. Aetherite Radio. Here we go. Hello and welcome to Aetherite Radio, Gamers Game Podcast, 14 Podcast. No, this is not Pet Food Alpha Psy Guy, but you know, I appreciate I appreciate <laughs> that you remembered that we once elevened. Uh, Remember future. that we once eleven. <laughs> Joining me today, we've got Rook and Joining us, we also have Arosi Zimza. Did I say that right? Arosi Zimza? Yep, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> fine or? <laughs> that's fine or that's right. <laughs> Most people just call me Aro. That's all Aro. you get. Yeah, Easy. That's it. Done. Aro. <laughs> Great. Uh, they join us from the, oh God. And again, is it Esprit? Esprit. Esprit. Or Esprit. It's, it's, it's French and I'm not going to ruin that's, the pronunciation. That's how, that's I just right. call it. As long as you don't say E-Spirit, that one's my favorite. <laughs> I, from the for, Teen Spirit Dance Troupe. No, I kept, I I kept <laughs> telling myself, like, okay, before we start the show, I need to double check the pronunciation of this because otherwise we're going to say, like, E-Spirit from IBM Business or something. like <laughs> Esprit. That's how I've always said it in my head. Or, yeah, Esprit. Esprit. That sounds, esprit. Like, that sounds like the name of some kind of little, like, pixie or... Oh, really? Like it, to me, it esprit. sounds like if you had like a little water bottle and you're like, I'm going to give you a little esprit. And then you're like, like that. <laughs> when the cats misbehave, <laughs> you give them an esprit. Yeah. You give them an esprit. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So uh, we're going to talk about that. But first, we do have some news that we want to go over. Uh, little Ladies Day has been announced this year. Uh, it's going to start on March 1st and go until Wednesday, March 15th. Uh, the award... Uh, Awards. Good job. You earned an award. Uh, the rewards uh, <laughs> this uh, this time around uh, are going to be a dance fan emote, which sounds useful for, for certain people. Um, wow. That's, what a niche thing. Right? How <laughs> odd the timing of that. Who would have thought? Uh, you get a little wall post that I can only describe as Final Fantasy XIV Lo-Fi Girl. Um, as well as an orchestrion. You're so right. Uh, right? You're so right. That's what she's there at the table, right? Like, that's what it is. If they ever do an official Square Enix uh, 14 only lo fi, I know they've done like cumulative series, multiple series lo fi things. I think they need to just take that and animate it a little bit. I think it'd be great. Um, oh, that'd be so, so cute. Yeah. So uh, make sure to do that. Um, also. <laughs> Coming back to make sure to do that if you have not done it and are listening live on the Twitch. If you have not entered the raffle for FanFest, open up a new tab in your browser. Do it right now because today is the day. <laughs> if you're listening to this as like a recording and it's like February 20 something else that's not the 25th, you missed it. So... Do it now. Get a get a time machine. If if you're listening later, go back. Do it today. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It only takes like like as soon as you click through, it takes like four seconds. It's it super is fast super right. easy. I was surprised how easy it was. It's just mm-hmm. like okay, log in your stuff, click the button, <laughs> done. Like it was. Right. It was too easy. I was like, oh, did I mess up? Wow, wow, beans. I was like, I'm like, I'm glad they sent a confirmation email because I was like, that's see, it almost seems too easy, <laughs> too simple to be entered into the raffle to be considered to attend Fan Fest, right? I was expecting, yes. okay, click on this button, go to the, this form, fill out 20 questions, 
run through an obstacle course. Link your lodestone. Have, yeah. have Link your lodestones. You know, sacrifice some kind child. of something. Yeah, soul of firstborn. Uh, but no, it's just you, you click a button. Yeah. Easy. You click, a, click a button and you don't have to commit to buying. So like we talked yeah. about, this is literally just to see if you're eligible for tickets. So, you know, if it seems like there is absolutely no way whatsoever that you can go, it's just not feasible. I mean, of course, free it up for other people to be able to get drawn. But if you're going, hey, I'm on the fence. I'm not totally sure if I could get in. I would go. Make sure you do it. And do it. as we checked right before the stream, it's available all day through the rest of the day. Today, the 25th, 225. So get it submitted, but um, otherwise you will have no recourse except to hope that there are extra tickets that they'll sell after everybody else has bought theirs and um, has gotten theirs because this is the preference. You know, like you're a subscriber, you have a registered account, you get preferential, uh, you know, choice selection for purchasing tickets. Yeah, I, I had a heart attack last night when I, I, I set a, ri a reminder. I'm like, okay, I need to remember to do this. And I log in and it's like, you do not qualify. <laughs> to get tickets for fans. I'm like, oh no, what? Well, my subscription <laughs> It stopped. just expired it and just, turned over? Yeah, yeah, it just oh turned over God. after 180 days and I, I happened to not have the Krista in my account and I was like, oh, oh my gosh. God. I was like, <laughs> what do you mean I can't go? But it's fine, we figured uh, it out. The pre-order is for North America only. So yes. if you have a subscription or a game service that is like European or the or Japan. If you're not North American, if it's not a North American service account, uh, you won't be able to register for the pre fan fest ticket thing. Yeah. So North America accounts only. You have today. That's it. Go do it. <laughs> I see people in chat. I hope you all, if you wanted to go, that you did this because this is it. So, and hopefully we'll see you there. Fingers crossed. Um, also in news this week, uh, Final Fantasy XIV won Online Game of the Year at uh, Dice Awards, so that's cool. Always love seeing fourteen uh, get new awards. Um, heck yeah, heck yeah, yeah, well if, deserved. If you don't get picked for Fan Fest and you're like, man, I had all this money I was going to spend in Vegas, well, the uh, Ustola Dolphy Dream Doll. Uh, limited quantities <laughs> back in stock. If you feel like spending, it was like, what was it like twelve hundred euros or something? It's yeah, it's a thousand USD, I believe. But yeah. I don't know what it is. It's in crazy. Euros. If you ever wanted to spend a thousand dollars on a doll, now's your chance. <laughs> They're beautiful collectors' pieces, and she is adorable. But yes, you have to be willing to pay uh, like pay collectors' prices for for them. It's such a like it's such a weird like that's one of those things like I would see in like a bedroom, and then like I'd wake up from a nightmare, look over at the shelf, see that, and then do like a like a second like. It's so funny to me. People find them really weird. I. Hi, I'm Rook, and I previously owned BJDs, a.k.a. ball-jointed dolls, <laughs> which is what he stole a doll. I'm glad you spelled that out. I'm like, what the hell is a BJD? <laughs> um, I mean, they're gorgeous. Like, some people find dolls, I think, really creepy, and then some of us are perhaps creepy ourselves and just love Fair. them. Um, but <laughs> I... I've seen people do such beautiful things with these dolls. Of course, Ishtola is already painted, customized, and she's meant to be this gorgeous character. Um, they're fully articulated, so you can pose them. Um, you can swap out things like eyes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I've seen people who really turn these dolls into works of art, and it's beautiful to see um, with all the customization and the painting and the artistry that goes into them. Um, basically, just like glamming a character IRL in like a small scale. 
That's mm. that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. Sketchy in the chat reading my mind here. Doesn't even come with an emote for me to justify it. <laughs> I would love it if you had some kind of little son emote. <laughs> you could, oh my god, that would be so funny. So good. You could like point at someone or like shake your head at someone, and there would just be like little son that would appear in a speech bubble. They should have done that. <laughs> That'd be funny. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's it for news. We did it. That's all the news. So again, uh, uh, this last time, probably not the last time. Go get your fan fest tickets. Enter the form. Hit the button. Do the thing. If Angelo Bassett can do the thing, you can too. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's a thing I've seen people talk about. I don't know what it is, but do it. Go. Do the thing. If you don't win uh, the right to buy a ticket, the general sales uh, will start, but you have to fight literally everyone all at the same time. Like, refresh the page kind of spam click. That is going to be such a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, the my good God, thing is... oh, go ahead. It's It's the housing lottery now. So you can place your thing. But then after the bidding period, it's going to be the old housing system where you have to spam click. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. And it mm. makes me sad inside. <laughs> but don't forget that if like one of your friends gets it and you don't, technically everybody is eligible for two tickets if you get in yeah. through the raffle. So they lowered it from previous years where you could pick up four. But that's still something to consider. If they're not going to use that second ticket, you could always pass the cost on to them. Hopefully you trust them and then you get the <laughs> ticket and you can go together. But that's something to keep in mind as well because I know I've been talking to some of my friends, you know, like, hey, if you get it, but we don't, like, you want to <laughs> work something out here. So, <laughs> Look, we know we, we know there's, a, there's that, that cute girl you're dating right now, but, like, they don't need to go to Vegas with you. Like, <laughs> Dump fine, her. Right? She doesn't play Final Fantasy. I'm, I'm more important. <laughs> Right, your husband doesn't need to go. <laughs> oh boy! So yeah, go do the thing. Uh, so that's gonna lead to our main topic of the day. Uh, we're gonna talk about the Esprit dance troupe. Um, so for for those of you, for people out there that don't know what this is, Aro, can you explain? Just give us like the the elevator pitch. What is Esprit? All right, elevator pitch. Thirty seconds. Hey, do you like dances in? Or were you ever jealous of those limbs, or excuse me, the Uldal cat girls and how coordinated their dance is? We all know the ones, the one that's right in front of the inn. Well, what if I told you that there was a group of individuals that put on whole musical performances synced to job actions and emotes? Well, I'm not top it, talking in a hypothetical. That's Esprit, baby. All right, that's my elevator pitch. That was wonderful. <laughs> that was wonderful. <laughs> It's really good. It's really good. And I have been jealous of them for a long time. And now I'm jealous of all of Esprit having seen your performance. Also amazing. <laughs> Watching the performance, like, I know I could push a macro. I can, like, slash dance. That's, yeah, I, I can do that. Uh, fails in comparison to the, the things that you have all done. Um, yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll work our way into, into Esprit. Um, when, how did you get into to 14? When did you start? All right. Um, so uh, I used to be a really big player of Guild Wars 2, actually. Uh oh. No, uh, you oh, did not. No. <laughs> oh, no. All right. I, um, I'll be over here. I just... also play Guild Wars 2 and Final <laughs> Fantasy 14. <laughs> Sorry, that's all. Please I, continue. 
<laughs> I really loved Guild Wars 2. I still think Guild Wars 2 has some of like so has some of the best PvP in any MMO. And it also has a better beast race than Hrothgar. Sorry, Hrothgar, I love you, but Char are just better. Um but um I like I like the Holy Trinity of DPS healer and tank. Um and I had just seen the trailer to Shadowbringers, and I was like, eh. All right, well, I might as well try it. I mean, and this was before they had a really good free trial. Like, we're talking like, oh, you can be level, I think, what, 15, 30, 30 or something? The really, really limited one. But I tried it, and I was like, this is actually kind of fun. All right, I'll try it. Haven't, haven't, haven't stopped playing. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the end of, end of Stormblood, start of Shadowbringers, that's how long I've been playing. It's, it's super fun. That's awesome. I'm so glad you found the game. And I mean, there really is, for all that I do also love Guild Wars 2, there really is something so satisfying, I think, to certain players about the Trinity system, having those roles, having that, like, this is my job, this is what I do, this is how it all comes together. And it's kind of funny because in the same way that you do dance performances where everything, you know, you've got like your specific spots, choreo, you've got all of this kind of plan. It's very similar to the actual gameplay of 14.2 in that you have this sort of structure and this dance that you do a lot of times in fights, as people call it. So I love that the game caught your attention and brought you into it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I still love you, Guild Wars 2. I'm not, not dissing you, bud. But I just like 14 a little bit better. <laughs> so so how did you get started with, with dancing or interested with, with dancing? Is this like a real-life thing that carried over into game? Uh, yeah. So, um, my, I have always been a performer, um, in my IRL, um, with, um, uh, I've been doing, um, uh, I used to be a choir boy, which, haha, funny. Um, and then I became a theater kid. Um, and then that was all through high school. And then after high school and college, I still did theater. Um, I did it recreationally. I didn't do it as like a major or anything. Um, and then, you know, out of college, I have a job. I can't really devote as much time recreationally to going to a theater and practicing for four plus hours and stuff like that. Um, so I took my special interest of Final Fantasy XIV and just crammed my other special interest, which is musicality, into it. Easy. <laughs> Perfect. This is like um, the perfect I, guest for you, Brooke. <laughs> I know. I'm over theater here. Theater kid, like, Guild Wars. <laughs> checking all the boxes. Dude, theater kid was in show choir, for, well, choir and or show choir for much of your life. I'm over here just like, did we same circles? Like, how did we? <laughs> actually, no. that's why I'm not, that's not why I'm face camp today. Because I'm actually you. <laughs> what? Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. I knew you had impeccable taste in Hrothgar for a reason. We're the same person. No. Uh, and and can do vent ventriloquism, apparently, too. Apparently, yeah. That's, that's skill. <laughs> no, that's... I mean, honestly, it's such an incredible journey. And we see so many people. I mean, when you look at... Um, there's so many of us, I think, that have a background in the arts or whether you end up funneling that into something like role playing, whether you do stuff like Chili, who did a ton of theater, Chili Farmer, um, and now does these like 
live performance things with like, I'm trying to think of how you would even, you know, clear, like quantify it, but basically like live performance pieces with like Karen's diner in game and all this other stuff. It's amazing to see how I think we can funnel those passions into the game. And I love that you brought your passion for the arts and music and everything into 14. Cause I mean, Obviously, we have a really cool medium to be able to bring it to life in a new way in a digital space. Absolutely. I never really expected me to be doing this kind of stuff in 14, but hey, we make we make our own content as we go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so let's let's get into kind of some of the logistics of this. Uh, so Esprit is a group of macro dancers. What is macro dancing? All right. Um, so um, everyone, everyone has the ability to just click on your little, like the little menu bars at the bottom, and there's user macros. That's just a thing that you can do. Most of the time, folks kind of use these for crafting or gathering or a cringe res macro. Um, but um, you can do a lot with that system. Uh, there's you can oh rabbits please. Um, you can load emotes, uh, job actions, um, targeting systems, uh, all sorts of stuff in the user macros. Um, so um, basically, you can do a lot that you, you'd be surprised the amount of stuff that you can just do in uh, a macro, basically. Uh, there's a huge extensive list of like 400 actions that are in it that most people don't even touch. Yeah, it's 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 interesting coming from Sai <laughs> guy talking about eleven macros in the chat. Yeah, I mean that's where a lot of you know the, the, when we we jokingly talk about the cringe res macros, that was totally a thing in in uh, eleven. Or I mean, gosh, eleven. If 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 you were a ninja, there was probably at least like a good like sixty percent chance you had some kind of like Naruto based. Uh, macro for when cast in shadows. Only sixty percent. I, I would it, say ninety percent. Maybe more. It was. It was. I mean, macros for for any action were so frequent in in eleven because of the way that the menu and command system worked. Is you mo you usually just had your macro bar. It wasn't a hot bar. You had to make the macro bar for for your actions. Um, and so everyone's like, yeah, I'm gonna put like a slash p like cool movie quote. And that was that was how you played eleven. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fascinating like macros are are i mean okay you obviously outlined it but essentially like scripted timed like, you can kind of program them into a chain of actions or text or things like that so with macro dancing um this is kind of a question outside of even the questions we had on here why would you say that you lean towards, I think I have an idea of the answer, but why would you say that you lean towards using macros specifically for the dances versus just everybody trying to call out live like, and now, and now, or something like that? Does it make it easier to coordinate? Is it something where, like, why lean towards macros versus doing it all kind of live? Uh, two answers. Um, one, uh, because my admin actually anyone in esprit will kill me if i try to give them a bunch of a uh, bunch of emotes and be like please click this in order <laughs> i need you to 200 200 buttons in order um but also um ps4 ps5 or console players uh i mean they only have so many buttons only so many hot bars uh you can just you know 
just click one thing and it does 15 actions in succession instead of just like, oh, individual click. Um, now, there is an asterisk to that. Um, there are some things that the PS4 or the console players, like things can't be macroed. Uh, so if you see stuff like item usage, so like, you know, the Realm Reborn Red or fireworks or the manual steps of standard step. Is it standard step? No, I think it's technical step. Uh, one of the steps. Um, to be able to pop Talania, to Melania, I think that's how you pronounce it. Damn French. Um, <laughs> you can't macro that, so you have to manually click it. But th those are weird case scenarios. It's just easier. It's just easier to have everyone have the same macros and do it all at the same time. Yeah, that makes total sense. So you mentioned that you largely use macros, but that there are a few kind of like rare abilities that don't, they either can't be programmed in or you can't use them that way. Are those usually the only exceptions or are there like typically in any dance number, some portions where you're having to do it live or do you really try to macro as much as possible? For the ease of like large group numbers, we do try to macro it as much as possible. But I mean, if you see any movement on the stage or anything like that, that's all manually done. You can't macro uh, like moving around or stuff like that. I mean, then you just be botting, let's be honest. But yeah. uh, anything else like movement, um, there are sometimes if we need to get something done, uh, because a macro only has like a weight point one interval, um, you can't do certain actions without it like looking silly at the end, where you're kind of just like standing out with your weapons, not doing anything. Mm -hmm. um, so there sometimes are manual clicks there uh, just to make things look smoother. Um, but for the most part, we do try to blend um, as much as possible into the macro side of the house instead of the manual click side of the house. Um, now, uh, for when it comes to syncing and stuff like that, um, <laughs> a lot of people think that we operate like those bar groups where like everyone kind of like, you know, click button, everything works together. Uh, no, um, everyone's actually, you know, sitting at their keyboard or sitting at their console uh, and is in full control of their character. The only thing that we have going is we're in a party and a countdown has started. So, like, you know, the battle countdowns? Yeah. Um, we just go on start because that's client side. And then everyone just clicks as soon as the start appears. Hmm. That's so cool. <laughs> Yep. I so, love that. It's like a battle rotation, except not really. Just a dance rotation. Yeah. Instead of attacking something, you just start to dance. You just boogie down. You break it down. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so I, one, one of the things I, I, I'm a little curious about, um, you know, you said you played Guild Wars 2 a little bit. Um, what is is there any equivalent of this in Guild Wars 2? Not that I had researched. I I, okay. I mean, let's be honest. This is kind of niche. Uh, we haven't we haven't hit the mainstream yet. Um, but um, I have seen the bard groups of Guild Wars too, where it's like mm -hmm. an entire ensemble and stuff like that, which is okay. super cool and has its own merits to it. Um, but Guild Wars two doesn't have like it just it just doesn't have nearly as much emotes as Final Fantasy does. It just gotcha. doesn't. Uh, yeah. Nor a lot of buttons, because, you know, Guild Wars 2, most jobs are boiled down to about 10 buttons. Uh, elementalist and engineer and stuff like that, cannot break that rule, but most stick to the 10. 
Uh, where in Final Fantasy, I mean, Dancer has like, what, 14 buttons that you can use, and tanks have like 16, I think, for some. No, 15. I think, eh, a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Guild Wars uh, so 2. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I absolutely agree with you. I, it, Guild Wars 2 has far less emotes, although they've started actually more regularly adding emotes into the game, which has been really cool to see. And also some that even are like collaborative emotes, which we don't yet have in 14. 14, please and thank you, where oh, somebody so can cool. like sit down and pop up a tea table and then other people can come up to it and sit down around the tea table and drink tea with them and stuff. Like it's super That's crazy. cute. I love that. Yeah. It's awesome, um, but they don't have as much of a range. And while you can weapon swap, so that like technically at any given time you probably have more like fifteen, or depending on the class and things. Um, and then of course you have a ton of customization with skills, like being able to slot stuff in. I mean, yeah, like like you were saying, Aro, it's it's not as flexible in that way. We don't have quite as much of a vast repertoire of those things, <laughs> and um, like a comprehensive macro system is also not something. I think actually you're not allowed to use macros in Guild Wars. Yeah, 2. I don't think so. Okay. So you can't use those. Um, but we do have f fantastic musical groups. So we have like almost full orchestras, like where literally groups will get together on huge scales and they can play a ton of instruments together. That's cool. Um, so you get a lot of concerts, but not as many things like this, which is a bummer. We got to keep working on it in Guild yeah, Wars 2. I, I've, <laughs> I've played maybe a few hours of Guild Wars 2, so I was like, well, let's see. Um so what what got you into macro dancing? Um, I mean, you know, obviously, right, you have this real life background with uh, with theater and everything. Um, but once you get into 14 and you want to do something, how how did you stumble upon? Did you did you try doing it just like using the emotes by themselves and then like kind of figure out the macro aspect of it? Or how did that kind of uh, start? So um, I like had just started working as a bartender. Uh, at a, you know, a role-play club uh, and stuff like that. But they had a open stage um, and uh, do you know uh, like you do a gear set, like people do the Sailor Moon gear set changes and stuff yes. like that? Yes, I've had a few of those, yeah. There you go. That's that's it. That was basically it, but they timed it to music. Uh, so I was like, okay, cool. And you could just if I did this and branched off of it a little bit more, a little bit more, oh, okay, now we have this full song. And, like, mm. I would, like, just spice up my bartending at the time. Uh, mm. Like, if the music was playing, like, on the, the role, the, the in-game music and stuff like that, I would try to, like, you know, time things to it. So it was a lot of just, like, manually clicking and seeing what was, like, oh, that's how, how that works there kind of stuff. Um... And then it just like blossomed into a whole song and then blossomed into a bunch of dance moves and stuff like that. Uh, so, yeah. That's really cool. I just, I, I love the idea of like the bartender just like doing some <laughs> dance. <by. laughs> I mean, bartender. if the night was slow, what else am I supposed to do? <laughs> bartender pours me a drink. Nah, that's, that's boring. <laughs> Bartender goes on break, immediately jumps up onto the stage and transforms stage, Sailor yeah. Moon style. <laughs> Bartender pours you a drink, gets up, and then does the most amazing dance number of your entire life. I would go to that bar every night. <laughs> um, so on your website, uh, there's a reference to uh, the Tech Step community. Um, who, what was the Tech Step community? 
Uh, so TechSnap used to be a group um, similar to Esprit, where it was like a bunch of people and stuff like that. Um, we had originally came together for uh, LunarCon, not okay. not last year, but the the year beforehand. Um, and we were doing some venue shows and stuff like that prior to this, uh, to LunarCon. Uh, now, um, it was like, it was a much smaller, smaller group. Um, we had, what, ooh, I think like 11 dancers. Not a lot. Um, but it was, a yeah, it was a, it was a lot smaller of a group. Um, and it was basically a lot of the same people that we have now. Um, but yeah. Uh, it was just a it was just a smaller group, um, and we were far less experienced than we were now. Gotcha. So, the when you mentioned um, on the card like spiritual successor, it was kind of the starting point, and it evolved into something now later with uh, a sprint where you can expand it and actually like really start. I think kind of bulking out the creative vision is the impression that I get, and be able to like really grow it into something distinctive in and of itself. Uh, do you mind repeating the question? Sorry. Oh, sure. Yeah. Like, so Tech Step was kind of the, uh, like, hmm, how can I, how can I explain this? Like the, the caterpillar before the butterfly is <laughs> sort of the, oh, yes. like, like smaller group initially, but now Esprit is kind of evolving it into its own um, genre and like a production that you can all kind of create and continue to grow. Yes. So Tech Step was like a smaller, think of it like a, like a small baseball team, but now, now we're at a point where it's like, we Tech Step grew too big, too quick, uh, and there was too many chefs in the kitchen. Uh, so we broke it down, rebuilt it, and then reestablished it now. That way, it's way easier to supply a much larger baseball team or an entire entire stadium worth of people. <laughs> awesome. Very cool. Nice. So when, when you put a performance together, um, what are the kind of things like obviously there's a lot of aspects of it right you have all the macros but then there's also costumes there's where you perform the stage the lighting um during fish fest you also had some you know uh text stuff in between each each performance um so like how how do you put together a performance like there's just so many elements <laughs> uh so um all right so most of the time first things first theme we always pick the theme. So in this case, for Fish Fest, I mean, you know, fish, water, it's on It's on the tin. That, was, that theme was pretty easy. Um, <laughs> but uh, we'll go with a the theme. Then uh, in our Discord, I'll be like, hey, everyone, uh, we were skeptical, or we have been invited to XYZ event. This is the theme for the XYZ event. Uh, react below if you're interested in, you know, joining. Uh, and then we'll get some people, stuff like that. See our numbers, see our metrics, uh, see how long the venue or the organizers want of show. Most of the time, we do an hour. Uh, for special occasions, we'll do an hour 30. Uh, so this is, like, by special request. Um, then uh, I kind of I make a roadmap of, like, some deadlines. Be like, hey, uh, writers, write. You have until XYZ date to write something and show me it. Make sure it's, you know, good. Uh, well polished, and then after that, we schedule some rehearsals. Everyone gets their costumes and stuff together, and we just go. Um, you'll be surprised that a lot of the quote-unquote organization stuff actually laying 
is actually in the hands of the responsibility of the individual. Um, I'm not, I don't overbear on any of my dancers or anything like that. They are normally self-governing on stuff like that. So I let them decide what songs they want to do. All I do is the theme, and if sometimes the venue owner has like a specific song, they want that. Um, but I, I, everything is kind of in their hands. I just go back, make sure it's polished, and then do the networking, marketing, stuff like that. Um, as for the locations and stuff like that, um, so this venue that we had for the Fish Fest, um, one of my dancers, Goro Majima, yes, that is their name, <laughs> um, and I worked uh, to actually build that stage. Uh, we wanted to have it, you know, themed for the Fish Fest, so we made it like a pirate ship that got sunk underwater a bit. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, the, the staging and stuff like that, um, normally I like to take a look at it myself personally. Uh, if I can have a hand in creating it, I will. Um, just because, you know, sometimes we have special effects and stuff that are lit. But most of the time, if, if you give us, like, three troop stages worth of space, hey, we're good. That's all we really need. Um, costumes, I leave that to the individuals as well. So the writer normally has something in their mind's eye. Where they're like, hey, I want this for the uh, the show. All right, easy enough. And then they just do it. I never never push and be like, hey, you must wear this, stuff like that. A lot of the time it's just like, ah, I want a general formal black suit. You can wear whatever suit you want, stuff like that. So a lot of it's a lot of loose stuff. And I think because it's so loose uh, and stuff like that, it helps, uh, especially new dancers and stuff like that feel more comfortable and at home which i mean then they're not nearly as stressed so the show looks better makes sense mm -hmm. uh do you how do, so obviously like we talked a little bit earlier right this is a little bit of a niche thing right but um i mean i feel like at least in the last few years i've seen more and more performances in 14 um do you think that live performances be it um like actual bard performance or macro dancing um do you feel like that's starting to become like one of the real big pillars of like the final fantasy community uh yeah i i think so um and uh not to knock square enix or anything like that but i mean content does come out a little slow at times um We've moved on to a four-month, or is it a four-month? Yeah, I think it's four months yeah. development cycle. Um, so, I mean, once you get all the, the content out of the way, what are you going to do in all that, the rest of the time? You got a, about a month of content for you, normally. If you're not a writer, even less. Um, then you have about three months of doing whatever you want. Um, and, I mean, Final Fantasy is known a lot for its roleplay stuff. I mean, I don't know how many videos I've seen of people uh, falling into, like, a bard group or anything like that, where they just, like, stop and just, like, sit around and watch a bard play in Limsa and just, like, clap and stuff like that. Um, so I think I think that performances and stuff like that uh, are definitely uh, becoming a cornerstone, if not already. I mean, you'll be hard-pressed to go to any city-state and not see a bard there. Let's be real. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, but there's also, um, for uh, other types of performances, uh, there are 
uh, like the Twitch DJs and stuff like that. I've seen a rise of those happening up, um, which is like, it's like the next progression for a club to have, where it's like, you can only listen to, you know, the, the Final Fantasy fourteen soundtrack so many times at a club and not, <laughs> not find it a little, a little tiring. Um, but with uh, Twitch DJs and stuff like that, you can really put a different atmosphere on your club and stuff like that. Uh, so, yeah, I really, I really think live performances and stuff like that are becoming a big cornerstone of the Final Fantasy fourteen community. Like, uh, like what Fishy or what Fruity says. I mean, it is the downtime stuff that does make fourteen unique. Because uh, you don't really, you don't really have all that much. Uh, if you compare it to other MMOs, um, like Guild Wars has the bards, but I mean, do they have like Twitch DJs or do they have macro dancing or and, like art parties? I don't see a lot of art parties for Guild Wars two in comparison to fourteen. Like we have so many unique things to do, which is wild that they're all like within the the bubble of the game that we can do. So yeah. Agreed. Yeah, there's definitely, I mean, I think every MMO, every online social space where you can interact with people, right? You're always going to find something that people do to entertain themselves, like whether that is just straight up role playing, which Guild Wars 2 does have a lot of and other games as well. But you're right, like the range of sort of structured social activities or entertainments are very different in games, like from game to game. And I think there's very few right now, other than 14, that have pushed this to this whole extra level where, yeah, it all, I guess, technically falls under the umbrella of role-playing because you are playing a role. But, I mean, we also do these exact same things in real life. Like, you go out, you watch a show. You go out, you watch a dance troupe. You go out, you go to the club. You Right? But the actual sandbox of 14 allows us to stay engaged with the game in a way that's kind of unparalleled with many other MMOs that are out there. And while people might come up with little activities, I think 14 has really turned it into, like, a regular staple. Um, if you look through the party finder lists anymore, you'll see advertisements for bars, <laughs> for clubs, for performances. If you go to different zones, you'll hear the shouts for them. Um, we have these in-game conventions, which are like f like the entire everything from LunarCon, like you mentioned, to Fish Fest, to all this stuff, right? Like, I can't think of any other games that are putting on something like this to this kind of extent. And I think it just goes to show that players really do want to have a social hub in 14 alongside a content or, you know, a story hub. And I've said this and I will continue to say this, like that kind of content is evergreen. You can yeah. make your own mm -hmm. content limitlessly when you're using that kind of sandbox. Whereas you will always run out of story. You will always eventually do all the clears that you want on a fight. And maybe you're still optimizing or maybe you're still whatever. Maybe you're getting gear for alt or maybe you just do it for fun. But there comes a point where almost everything else has a finish point, an end point, or you wait long enough that something new comes out. Whereas this kind of content and this sort of entertainment um, is really something that can be endlessly made on demand at any time by the community itself, which is so <laughs> cool. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> it, it's it's funny because I mean for a while I mean and and still probably right Yoshida always has that kind of message of like well you know it's fine if you want to like sub do the patch and then unsub for a little bit that's fine he should say 
well, once you're done with the story, join a dance troupe. Go start a in-game convention. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, honestly, uh, yeah. I I am excited that they've added some things in. Although, obviously, we have a question here in a second that'll kind of touch more about this. But I'm excited that they have added things in, like designated RP venue tags and stuff like that. I honestly think if they leaned even more into it, I mean, we just recently got the um, portraits and the, you know, adventure plates and stuff, which is interestingly kind of like card that a lot of people have been using for role play, although not as comprehensive, but it does mm -hmm. give you in game more of a here I am showing you my character and describing them in some way, be it through images, be it through, you know, whatever I've written in here and the way that I've styled this. So I can't, I just, I really hope that they really lean into and embrace this and continue to like open up more features for uh, that more social role-playing element in the game and develop things for that. Cause I think there's a huge demand for it. Um, but with that in mind, I wanted to ask, although I th I know my answer on this, but I added this in. I just wanted to ask you, do you have to be a role player specifically to enjoy live performances and events, do you think? Absolutely not. You can just stroll up and just enjoy it. That's that's the point. Uh, I mean, it'd be you can slap on that RP tags <laughs> slash EM and make your own custom emotes and stuff like that, talking and chat and stuff like that. But I mean, as long as you're enjoying the content, be it a bard, a Twitch DJ, macro dance, anything. I mean, you're good to go. You don't have to. You don't have to be a role player to enjoy this kind of stuff. No, absolutely not. I mean, I I don't role play at all, and I've I've done uh, sly DJ and birthday parties. I've done uh, you know I was there for Fish Fest. You don't need to role play if if you can like if you can have a good time and enjoy seeing fun stuff. That's all you need. That's all you need. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, totally. Um, so with with everything in the game right now, I mean, there's there's a lot right now that 14 offers. Um, but is there anything that you think Square Enix could add that would make performances like the ones that you do even easier or more fun to put on for people? Um, Yes. I, I don't see them ever having it where you can just use whatever skill not in combat. Probably never going to happen. Mm. However, indoor trading dummy. <laughs> that would be amazing. Because then we could just like hide one in the stage or like in the audience, like under the seats or whatnot, and then target that and then be able to use stuff like Dragoon attack. Or the, the Dragoons 1, 2, 3 or stuff like that. Because, like, some jobs are just naturally better at performing than others. Samurai, not really, really good for dancing. But, like, dancer, I mean, uh, well, that's a bad example. Dancer, of course. <laughs> but, like, healers, they can target themselves with most of their healing spells. So they're great for dances. But samurai, mm, unless it's killing, it's not really good for anything. I guess you get second eye, and it's two AoEs. C cool. <laughs> 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 uh, so an indoor indoor training dummy would really change the game, especially since we could farm like an LB indoors oh, and have an LB go off uh, during a song. That, that would, would be, be cool. crazy. <laughs> that would be so good. <laughs> I mean, even even at that point, like 
just just let us use the LB. Like whatever. Like if there's a striking <laughs> dummy, like or or you know, I don't. I guess like there's benefits to like having it build like it would normally in a fight, but also like just you know, do like like in dungeon exploration, just let us do yeah, the LB. That'd be that'd be great. Yeah, it seems like especially with G pose being such a big thing in the game too that they would add some kind of toggleable mode in housing districts or something, you know, just something where you could use your abilities freeform. I understand why they maybe don't let you use them. Otherwise, you don't want to miss target and lose a whole bunch of things or stuff like yeah. that. But I mean, it seems to me as though, like, why not? Why not just make it so that in certain areas or certain places, I mean, you could just use them, you know? There is the triple triad board that you can put in a house that makes the entire house a triple triad. Like, you can yeah. battle in it. That's like, yeah. you could put one of these, I don't know, uh, I'm just going to keep calling it a training dummy, a training dummy in your house, and then, congrats, you can now use all of your actions indoors. Yeah, or just like oh, a little yeah, sign great. to put on the wall that just says you can now fight everyone. Fight club, fight on, yeah, fight club. Give a fight club collab. Actually, that'd be really cool. Kind of like how the PvP arena has that like one area where you can just walk up and then challenge someone. You can just make your house into a fight pit. There you go. That would be be really really sweet. (laughs) Have have a dueling basement. I'm sure nothing shady would ever go down in there. (laughs) That would be amazing. Yeah, I think that could be a, a huge thing. Um, you know, I was trying to think even as we watched the show, like, well, how could they make this easier or how could they, they do more with this? I mean, really, you all just do so much with the abilities and the staging and everything that it feels like maybe just facilitating stuff to allow you more options and that would be great. I mean, I think it would be so fantastic if we had some kind of calendar or something we have party finder, right? But I almost wish there was an extension of that that was more like event finder since it has oh, become such be a big great. thing in the community yeah. where you could, you know, say, hey, yeah, we are a dance troupe. We're having a dance performance or whatever. And then that could be listed in there and it could have like the date and time or people could look it up or they could have tabs for like music, dance, RP, social, or whatever. With the current party finder, I think... Um... I mean, there are some things in that party finder tabs that don't need to exist anymore. We don't we don't need a guild has tab. What what does that do in there? <laughs> but a like a role play thing, a role play thing would be great. Maybe like a performing tab as well, and then like a venue tab. Oh, that'd be amazing. That way people could sort because I mean everyone's everyone's gone into a busy Saturday or Sunday night opening the other tab and there's like seventy postings. Yeah. So being able to sort it out a little bit better would be a dream. Yeah. I mean even even just having a dedicated like like a, a RP or venue tab, I think would, would be great. And I mean, Square Enix has made small strides, right, for that in the past with, with roleplay tags and stuff like that. So like I I feel like that's that's reasonable. Like that seems like in the realm of things that would actually happen. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. That would be super cool. I would love that. I mean, they could do they could do anything for it. You could even have a little hole. Oh, I don't think they would ever do this. <laughs> I think possibly, as I had the thought of it, I was like, no, 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 no. But it would be so fun. I don't know how they would moderate it. I don't know how they would make it a thing. I don't <laughs> think they could actually implement it. But if there was actually some kind of herald or something in the cities where if you had an event that you had like 
put in there, they would just shout like, hey, it's starting at X or there's a dance thing. And if you were in the major city and you were going by, it would like auto shout that. Or like if you um, clicked on it, like you could see like what what are things are coming up today or like what are the announcements for that? Um, I don't know if that would help or hurt. And I'm sure people would just make like a message that was just like, butts, 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 butts at 5 p.m. <laughs> Word eight, plot nine, butts, 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 butts. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that's the problem with that kind of thing, right? Yeah. I, I love the idea of it, but it, it comes down to, like, moderation. Um, yeah. They would have to have to vote a GM to just sit and filter it, and yeah. that's probably not going to happen. And, and, and I think yeah. the same would apply for if there was any kind of, like, a events, like, board or or like schedule that was accessible to everybody. I think there's they probably just don't have the the moderation to keep up with it. Um Well, I mean, they let us make custom party finder listings. So yeah. I feel like at least the board would be more doable. Whereas yeah. a herald that just shouts something in a zone maybe seems <laughs> a little more <laughs> but yeah, I mean there's there's definitely like, you know, even even if it's something as simple as like RP venue in the in the 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 finder tabs or, or something like there's definitely stuff that they can do like now that would, you know, in theory be pretty easy because the systems are already in, in game for it. Um, but yeah, it'd be great to see them, you know, support uh, stuff like this a little bit more, but again, right. It all comes down to like moderation. Like if we had a Herald, that's like, come over to this club. It's totally not 18 plus everybody can come. And it's like, yeah, I don't know if square Enix wants to legally be advertising something like that in game. Yeah. Um, so it's there's I mean there's a lot of like little things, but I think I think venue tab, yeah, like that's that sounds fantastic. Start there and then and, and we'll see we'll see what we can do there. But I mean, right now too, like if if you're the kind of person that enjoys going to in-game events like this, chances are pretty good that you probably have like regular venues that you're going to or you know where to look to find information about these things too. So Yeah. That most of the time when it comes to advertising stuff like this, most of it is done on Discord and stuff like that. Only because, I mean, you can only advertise so so proficiently in, in the Square Enix party finders. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. Where, where were we at? Okay. So, uh, Esprit. Um we, we talked a little bit about the, the tech step community, um, but just as, as Esprit, how long have you been performing? As Esprit? Um, I think we're a little over a year now. I'm not 100% sure as, like, I should check my, the actual date or something like that because I'm not 100% sure. I know we are over a year. Um, now, officially as a dancing group um hmm what was our first big show i think macrocosmos was our big first show uh truthfully because it's like that but when i say big show i mean like the big not we were hosting it not like a at a venue so i i would say i would say about a year about a year year ish year and some change um but the concept of macro dancing, oh, that's been actually, that's been existent for a while. The person that had taught me, or the person uh, that, and, uh, yeah, the person who had taught me, um, which was <laughs> back with the, um, 
Well, I've just been told that February, March of 2020 uh, was when we were founded. Cool. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so um, the the person who had taught me, um, so back when I was a bartender, um, actually has been doing it even longer than I have. Um, they, ooh, man, what? Oh, three plus years or something? So the art pre predates me. Uh, I just decided to make a big community out of it. <laughs> um, truthfully, if it wasn't for them, I don't think um, macro dancing would be on anyone's radar. So shout out to you, Vix. Uh, yeah, so one year and some change. <laughs> this is, I just, it's so... Correction, 11 18, 2021. <laughs> Aha! There, there we go. go. There we so we go. got me the exact date. <laughs> I just, I just love like the 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 role play in world canon. Like bartended, some guy just shows up at the bar one day, sees you kind of moving into some music. It's like, ah, I see you have what it takes. To <laughs> you have potential. <laughs> you have potential. I will train you. I will train you. Macro dancer. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, I mean, it's amazing that this art form honestly is relatively so young in the community because it feels like i guess as we have seen this shift to interest in these kinds of events it feels like it just so organically came into the scene and people were like this is a thing in our game and i've heard <laughs> people talking about it left and right i've seen snippets i mean obviously um all the performances for LunarCon, we saw publicized a lot and same with fish fest and um, and now being able to even broadcast it and get streamers that are, you know, broadcasting these events and these performances, I think it's reached an audience even further. But it is funny to hear that really all things said, it's been relatively recent because I think it's already had such a big impact on the community uh, for it to have happened here and for this group in particular to have come about in the last year or so um, with some of that lead up with TechStep. Um, it's really been so cool to see it integrated and just embraced by everybody in such a short span of time. Oh, to say that we hit the ground running would be an understatement. It, it was like, we hit the ground and like, we've been tra transported speed of light across distances. We, we have been constantly working. And I mean, we're not done yet. <laughs> so with, with TechStep, you said, I think you mentioned you had 11 people at, yes. at that point. And then you just grew so much so fast. How many dancers do you have now? At the time, I say, opening up my phone and browsing over to the dancer. I, tab I totally have this moment. number. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I would say we have uh, people who write songs uh, would be twenty-two. Um, so they've. We have a small process where it's like you evolve from a novice, which is like, oh, let me let me get my toes wet. You know, practice writing my own solo songs or like. I play in the background for a little bit. Um, and then after you've done that for a little bit, you can evolve into a dancer, uh, which is the tag for that. Uh, so we have about 22 now um, that have the dancer role um, that all write their own stuff and things like that. Uh, as for mentor, or excuse me, as for novices, uh, we have quite a lot. Um, I mean, we're constantly teaching people how to do this uh, and stuff like that. Uh, so, ugh, I, I don't know, like... 50 or something. Wow. Uh, 59. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, we have a lot of people now this time. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, but a lot of the people that actually are dancers now also predate, I mean, predate me as well. Uh, they kind of merged in. Um, there was um, a dancer known as April Cleo. Uh, she danced way before I did. Um, and then there's also... Uh, oh, man. Their name is escaping me. I am so sorry. If it if it dawns on me, I will I will shout it out later. But there are people that are part of Esprit now that I mean are further <laughs> are more experienced than I am. I just I just play as the organizer. That's it. <laughs> it's grown a ton, but it's great to see that you have so many people who are like learning it, ready to step up, supporting the efforts of everybody else, and then um, having performers so that as you keep getting asked to do all these performances, you know, you can have it all covered, but also get to share why this can be so fun with a lot of other prospective dancers and um, kind of embrace people in that way so that they can also connect with it and get to further this in the greater community in Fort Dean. Absolutely. It's a, it's a really big, happy community, basically. That's awesome. Um, so we talked a little bit about all the different kind of components of a performance. Um, how does the group come up with the choreography? Because it's not just the macros. It's macros and also job abilities and also... I mean, there's there's so much, right? It, you know, it could depend on, like, the kind of venue you're working on with lighting. And, I mean, there's so many elements. Like, how do you figure out how to come up with the movements for all that? Uh, I would say this is actually by a per-person basis. Um, I know some people, uh, like myself, like to just load up a hot bar and just be click, 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 <laughs> click along with the music until I find something that fits fits the vibe. Um, I know some people, and I'm going to call out my entire troupe, I'm so sorry in advance, um, that we can't listen to regular music anymore, as we are always picturing, like, how we would break this down into a dance or something like that. Mm. Like, it's like we're making AMVs, except in-game. Now, I know some people... um, like, they'll find, like, they'll write, like, 30 seconds of, like, the chorus of a song and then, like, branch outwards or something like that. Um, it's all it's all different on how people like to do it. Um, sometimes a brand new emote comes out and we're like, oh, yeah, we have to use that somehow. I say, looking directly at the new emote that's coming out. Ah, <laughs> uh, fan dance. Ah, mm. uh, fan dance. Why were you not out before the Splatoon show? Oh, man. <laughs> One of the one of the this like the deep cut members is a is a squid. I think they're a squid. Are they a squid? Or are they an octoling? One of them. Uses one of the two. I'm so ashamed sorry. to say I haven't played Splatoon. They could be a squid. They could be a kid. They could be an octoling. <laughs> um, but. They they have like a whole fan and stuff that they dance with, and it's like ah oh, oh if only the show oh if only the show was like a month later, dang it oh well <laughs> we'll make it work. But uh, a lot of the time, um, it's it's lyrics also help with that, because um, I mean, if man, what's that one song where it's like I see uh, a red door and I want to paint it black? I oh, mean yeah. that by itself. The paint emote black 
and then you can just build off of the lyrics or something like that. Um, so I'm just imagining I, just something about when we mentioned the fan dance again. I just I want to see a fan dancial. <laughs> like fan Daniel, yeah. but like oh my gosh, fan dancial. <laughs> That would be hilarious. That would be good. That would be good. <laughs> it would be good. So it's, uh, I guess what we're mostly hearing is that everybody kind of does their own choreography. So you lean more towards like lyrical dance specifically. So trying mm -hmm. to create movements and things that illustrate the lyrics and looking at whatever your theme is and then try to kind of put it together in a way. I mean, are there any specific parameters that you set up for the team where you're like, oh, yes, each dance we should have a mix of X, Y, or Z, or, you know, you should make sure to try and use this, or is it really just like totally free form and then people kind of workshop and, uh, you know, go through that process where they are going, hey, okay, this is it. This is what I think I've got. And we're just going to add that into the lineup. I hand them the reins. I let their creative brains work. They present it, and I give them the check mark. That's it. I I am pretty hands off, and I mean, it would be really crummy of me to, you know, step in in such a creative like way of expressing ourselves to be like, no, you must do it like this, and I only want this, and you can only have paladin as the dance. No, that'd be silly. Um, the only time that there's an asterisk to that is if the venue owner is like, hey, I want this very specific song. Um, but that's, that's kind of it. Uh, I, I, I give the theme, like I'll work with a the theme, but everyone can kind of pick their own stuff. So like, if they want to do a jazz number where everyone else is doing pop for the most part, definitely you can have it unless it just goes against the theme somehow. I mean, if we're doing like a hard rock show and all the songs need to be hard rock because that's the venue, pop it at a jazz number might not be what you need, but I'm not going to tell them don't write it well definitely find a jazz venue or something like that for them to use it so nothing goes to waste um as for um oh no, no i've lost my train of thought <laughs> oh well no that was a great answer that was a great answer <laughs> everybody just has free creative freedom and i i really like that you brought up the fact that like not wanting to get into people's creative process right when it comes down to it we're all playing a video game, you know, <laughs> like we're all just doing something probably because we just want to relax. We want to engage with our creativity. Maybe this is an outlet for it. We want to do stuff with friends. We want to enjoy music. We want to have that escape that moment. And we want to like make other people have a fun time too, as well. And even in role-playing groups, you know, this is something that I think is always so important to keep in mind. And I love your approach to it because it's like, Really, ultimately, we're all here to enjoy ourselves and have a good time and do something creative. So let people Absolutely. do that. Like, there's no reason that you should be like the rules police and how you can have fun and be creative. <laughs> and, like, yeah. I think sometimes you see people get really intense about that in spaces when in reality, it's just like, I don't know, let people do things and have fun. <laughs> yeah. Just let them yeah, have fun. Just here to this have fun. isn't a job. This is just for fun. I'm I'm a, I'm gonna help you out however I can. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna twist your arm or anything for it. Love it. Um. So earlier, um, you know, we talked about all the different people in the group, um, but you also mentioned a team of writers. Um, 
are there is there a lot of collaboration between the writers or is it like here's the theme we have this amount of spots where we just need something like how does that process work for the writers um my community is always chomping at the bit it seems i'm they're always like eager to get into stuff um or at least to write things and that like uh well i won't spoil what uh for the april show but um i gave like i was discussing the themes i think we already have a show like worth of numbers that they have already decided to write and i haven't even posted the signups they're just they're just that eager they love working among themselves like uh if i'm writing something uh or like uh if someone else is writing something and someone wants to like bounce off of each other absolutely they can bounce off of each other um even some songs there's two writers actually writing it at the same time. Um, oh man, I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm so sorry. Uh, I think it's in English called the Celtic Woman. Oh, Celtic uh, Woman, which yeah. Is, yeah, the one from uh, that we did for Fish Fest uh, with the three auras, uh, female auras in the the front. <laughs> that uh, was my favorite one. <laughs> they were all so good, but I loved that one. <laughs> that actually was two separate writers. Uh, so the front row writer was one person and then the back row writer was one person and they kind of just worked and blended their stuff together. Uh, same thing with the Calamari Incantation, the second Splatoon song. That was two writers. It was the the trio in the center, so the first group that sung the Splatoon songs, and then the Squid Sisters, so uh, the, the Hearer and the Catboy that came out. That was a different writer, so... Two different writers. They always work together, and it, everyone loves bouncing the ideas off of each other constantly. So it's just it's it's great. Um, but it's all volunteer too. Uh, so if they don't really want to work together, they don't have to. Um, or um, if they don't want to write at all, I don't I don't go to my dancers and be like, "You must write." If they're not feeling like a theme or they don't want to do a show, they don't have to do it. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, the banter and the little bits in between were so cute. And the actual <laughs> dances themselves, I I mean, I was blown away. We'll talk about this more a little bit later, too. But this is my actually the Fish Fest performance was the first of your performances that I had seen in like full detail beyond just like a clip or a mention or a description. And it was the first time I'd actually been able to attend one. And I was completely blown away. The attention to detail, the, um, you know, I'm using little quips and exchanges, the setup for the different songs, the ways that you kind of uh, creatively explored using all these different effects uh, was just phenomenal. Like it was so, I was delighted. I was literally sitting with Zanidra and Aldino and we were just giggling <laughs> delightedly into the microphone the entire time. You weren't there, Fusion, because you got I, off comms. I, I was still sitting there. You watched, but you weren't giggling in delight with us. I mean, we, I was. My wife wanted to watch too, so okay. that's how we had okay. to make it work. All right. I was sad I didn't get to hear your delighted sounds. <laughs> they were like, hee hee. a little weird, but excellent. That's the sound bit for you. There it is. Thank you. It was everything I hoped and more. <laughs> Fusion had to go watch on the TV in the living room, so he abandoned yes. those of us who were in well, Discord at our PCs. So I love listening to people's reactions to our stuff and things. Oh, uh, it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> 
It was great. We had a great time. Um, so it's really interesting to get to hear more about how you all bring it to life and how that collaborative process works uh, from the actual kind of hosting element with the dialogue and the character RP to the performance and the dances themselves. Really neat. Really cool. Everybody did a great job. You're all awesome. It was so good. <laughs> I'll make sure. Uh, I'll make sure everyone knows if they're not already in the chat. If you're good, a dancer good, good. in the chat, you did good. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the next question was, um, "What is your typical rehearsal schedule like? How do you rehearse these? And and uh, I mean, do you do rehearsals? I'm assuming you do. Yes. Um, you'll be surprised to know that um, unlike actual theater. We don't, re re like, rehearse every single night and stuff like that. Um, you might be able to glean by some of the weapons and stuff that you saw in the performance themselves. But, I mean, we have ultimate raiders, we have regular raiders, we have people that have jobs, stuff like that. Um, so we actually don't rehearse all that often. Um, with Fish Fest, I think we had four official rehearsals um, as a, like, a dress-style rehearsal where it was, like, everyone all together. Um... Well, everyone all together is like an asterisk and be glad work, but that's not here or there. Um, as for uh, the rehearsal as in for each song, um, most of the time, I leave that to the writer to organize. Uh, so most of the time, they only run it maybe once or twice. So like 30 minutes in and out, easy. Um, here are your macros. Do you have a costume? All right, three, two, one, click. Let's let's run through it. This is your starting cue, um, and then we'll do that. <laughs> Basically, the small little rehearsals before the big dress rehearsals, and then we'll just run through the entire set list, see where the timing is, see if there's cooldown issues, stuff like that, and then afterwards, that's it. <laughs> we present it. It's it's pretty self automated at this point. That's actually wild to me. <laughs> can is, I, can I be honest? It is pretty wild that it is. It, that it kind of is just like, all right, here you go. All right, 30 minutes, an hour. All right, we're done. And then we can just show it off. My, <laughs> my like theater background makes me go, 30 minute dress rehearsal only? And I'm just over here like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> but it does make sense because like you're saying, if you've already gone through the process of doing all these macros, one of the big advantages of using those too, like if you've gone through the process, right, that should just work for everybody. So you've got it, you import, you just give it to everybody. Everybody has that. And then really just figuring out, like you're saying, where do I park my character? Where do I move my character? Let's make sure this all works and that I didn't mess something up for the different roles, that the macro doesn't look like there was a goof or something didn't happen the way we wanted it to. And then you are good to go. So it's amazing that I think I assumed there would have been weeks of rehearsals or something, but uh, to be able to still do this and engage in it as a group, even if you do have all this other real life stuff, you know, it's not something that I think if people were curious about getting into this, but they went, well, maybe I don't have weeks to be in rehearsals. I mean, you can still do it. It sounds like yeah. you could still get into this and absolutely, you know, contribute and put as much in as you can, or you can even go, hey, okay, well, I can just get this all good. And oh, there we are. And now we can just perform it basically. Yeah. Uh, it's super 
it's surprisingly easy uh, to be a background dancer um, or someone that you, you know, you take their macros and, you know, go off of that. Uh, as for uh, writing, I mean, that one takes a little bit more time as you have to, like, test, test each little part and stuff like that. Um, but for being a background, yeah, you just, here's the costume, here's your macros, here's your starting cue, and go. <laughs> it may, I know I'm making it sound pretty easy, and it is easy <laughs> to a point, but anyone that wants to learn how to dance, hey, we do lessons all the time. Give us like an hour, we'll teach you how to do it. Easy. That's the thing that I think is so liberating about dancing in this kind of format, though, right? I think in the real world, so I have a background in theater and voice, but um, I actually did dance IRL for pretty much my entire childhood up through college. So I did ballet, modern, point, um, did some lyrical, things like that as well. So I think one of the big things, even from doing all those years of dance experience, is that, one, you never realize how, if you get into it seriously, how brutal it can be on your body. And then two, I think there's a lot of self-consciousness with it, right? Because depending on what type of dance you're doing, um, there are very specific looks, appearance um, in like Western ballet, for example, or in point, there is this ideal form for how you have to hold yourself, the, the way it should look if it's going to be the most picturesque. Um, and I think that in and of itself can be a huge hurdle for a lot of people. Maybe I want to dance. Maybe I want to engage with music. Maybe I want to evoke something in music, but I literally can't, or I like, you know, I feel really awkward about going out and doing it, or, um, I don't have the physical strength for it, or, um, maybe a style of dance that I would want to do. People would think I, you know, they would have preconceived notions about it, or they would think like, I was always way too tall in ballet. And I remember how revolutionary it was to me when somebody told me, oh no, there actually are really great tall ballet dancers. And I had been comparing myself to all these adorable petite people for my whole life. Like, why am I such a monster? I'm a huge giant and I knock everything over. And like, it turns out that, you know, there's a lot more diversity than that. And dance can be enjoyed by everybody. But I think that doing it in a medium like 14, I don't think you're underselling it by saying like, it's easy in a sense. If anything, I think it's just accessible, right? Like It's super accessible. Anyone can do it. I mean, if, if like, like you were saying, there are things like, oh, I'm not the right body shape, or I, I don't think I could do this music IRL. Well, with 14, you're just a silly little avatar on the screen. You can do whatever you want. Um, and it's, it's super nice to be able to offer a platform like this, uh, what Desperate is, uh, to everyone to be able to use uh, in in a way to express themselves as they might not be able to get that in their regular day-to-day -day lives. Like, oh, I work a, uh, a, I work the graveyard shift or something like that. I can't ever make rehearsals or stuff like that. Don't worry. I only need an hour. Boom. There's a stage. Get on it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's so cool. That's so cool. Um, I mean, I guess as we go back to even thinking about uh, your troupe and everybody that's a part of it, uh, with the intro, everybody had a moment where they got to talk a little bit about their character, right? Their personality, the character that they're bringing to the stage, the dancer, um, mm -hmm. the you know, our avatar, like you're saying, your little avatar in the space and you make them dance. So I actually wanted to ask what role um, in character personality 
plays and performances? Do like dancers script their dances around that concept? Is it primarily just about, well, we just bring the dance to life as it is? Uh, and then maybe we do a little flavor dialogue, or is it something that people even try to work consciously in for how their character dances, engages with the dances, doesn't engage with the dances? Uh, does that make sense? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. The, the, the stage persona. Um, so yeah, um, when it comes to um, like our songs and stuff like that, uh, you our writers are encouraged to add their own little flares and stuff into it for the personalities and stuff like that. Um, you can even see it in some of our costuming and stuff like that. Like Goro Majiba does not take off their eye patch during their show or during any costume. Or we have another, we have a, um, a male row in our uh, novices who doesn't take off their helmet. They'll have different helmets, but they'll never take it off uh, or something like that. Or like, um, some people really like writing in just emotes, not a lot of job actions or stuff like that. Sure, that's how they like to write. That's how they do their own personal flares into it. There you go. Um, it, it, you can tell, like, if I was to, I don't know, Fantasia into some a different race, change my name, stuff like that, and just pretend to be someone else but I did one of my songs, people would pretty easily tell, ah, that's an RO song. RO ripped that. Or the song choice that I picked. Oh, that's an RO song. Yeah, I, I can see that's probably, <laughs> that's an alt of RO or something. Because like, uh, we have some people who really like to do instrumental numbers where there's not even a single lyric. I couldn't. They're much braver than I am. But uh, you can point me and be like, ah, that's an April number. Definitely. That's so phenomenal. <laughs> you could definitely branch out and stuff like that, but like everyone has like that little flair to their writing style and stuff like that. Yeah, I think it gives you that further layer of expression, right? Being Maybe. able to have agency in how you want to engage with it creatively and who you even want to be in that space. It was so fun to see the range of characters and the fact that I think at least in the Fish Fest performance, I think we had performers of every race except maybe Lala. I'm trying to think. I don't have a I don't have a la la dancer. So if you want to, if you're in the chat, and you want to learn how to dance and be a la la dancer. Hey, I, that'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> Me casually opens Final Fantasy. Lala fells. <laughs> it, it's it's really funny that we brought that up because the next thing we wanted to ask um, for people that are interested in that, how do you go about training a new person for for macro dancing? Uh, I have some wonderful mentors uh, who are in charge of um, like teaching folks. Uh, we do um, one big group lesson uh, about every month-ish. Um, if we're not busy, um, sometimes like a big show will eat up some time, uh, more time than necessary or something like that. Um, but we, uh, it's like a, we're meeting on this date at this time at this lo location. If you can make it, sign up if you can't make it no big deal just let us know we'll try to schedule a one-on-one -on -one. um so even if you're like a graveyard shift person or something like that we we can accommodate and stuff like that um, that's awesome but yeah uh we have a dedicated learning plan for the basics of macro dancing um we are currently writing um not we sorry i'm not writing it the mentors are i, I don't want to discredit them the mentors are writing a an advanced guide, so like how to write big flashy group numbers and stuff like that. 
uh, for some of the novices or regular dancers who want to, you know, step up their uh, step up their game or something like that. Uh, but yeah, we have we just have general lessons that you can just sign up for. That's awesome. So go make that Lalafell character rook, and <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> um, for for somebody that wants to get into this, I mean, we've talked a little bit about it already. With, uh, I mean, it, it seems almost too easy in in some regards. But like, how how hard do you think? Like, if if you're somebody that hasn't done it before, and you want to come in, like, how long does it take for them to go from like newbie to like somebody that can like perform uh if you are background only so you're just given a bunch of backgrounds and a costume and stuff like that i've had turnarounds about 30 minutes and they're on the stage <laughs> wow i was thinking like um, oh you know a couple of days maybe with a few such no 30 minutes all right no, done 30 minutes. get out um, there but realistically <laughs> about an hour uh the 30 minutes are like for very special case scenarios um Mostly content creators, because uh, I, I don't like eating up a lot of their time. Um, but for normally an hour is about the length of a lesson. That's it. Um, and Lord Almighty, is it easy. Uh, they, my mentors have basically broken it down step by step to like bite-sized chunks on how to do it. Makes it so much simpler. I <laughs> Way simpler than when I got into it. That's crazy. I, I like I already like we were talking. It's like, well, it probably doesn't take too long. But yeah, that's that's that's. I mean, that's that's awesome. I mean, it. I think it it helps again talking about how accessible getting into this oh, is. Two hours, you know, hard. it's two hours. Two hours. <laughs> two hours. <laughs> I mean, two whole hours. That's still pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just, that's. I mean, yeah. I think a lot of people would go, "Oh, that would be cool to do," but I don't think I could ever really learn it. You know, but to have that kind of accessibility and then also to have with the troop, those who are so willing to teach and to, I mean, whether it's just for somebody's own fun, like maybe you just want to do dances and you want to take little videos of them to share with your friends or something, or it's to more seriously get involved with, you know, esprit, 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 however we're going to pronounce, um, to get more involved and like actually, you know, hope to work your way through with the troop or, you know, get to the point where you could perform with the troop. Um, it's not something that you have to, I think, build this big daunting wall up for. You could just do it. Shia LaBeouf style, just do it. <laughs> yeah. Truthfully, the only thing that makes it, like, the only, I would say, soft soft wall to it would be your emotes. So, you know, Beast mm. Tribe emotes or Mog Station emotes will never require anyone to get any of these. But you become more flexible the more you have, obviously. Uh, and then your jobs. So if you have... I mean, if you only have Dragoon unlocked, the amount of songs you can do is probably limited. Um, but Yay. if you have a bunch of level 90 jobs, then hey, you'll be a little bit more flexible. Of course, we'll always try to work with people and stuff like that. Uh, so everything, we, we always post requirements for songs. So like, let's say I write a song. Oh, I need a level 86 dancer for this. Um, or 86 like minimum dancer, because that's the last skill or whatever that you can get on that. Mm, okay. And then I need these emotes. So I need you to go to the gold saucer, go unlock these needs. Uh, so you never are like caught off guard on the requirements of a song when you come in uh, and look at the like the sign up list for a song. When you nice. set up these dances, now now I'm curious. Like, are there 
certain jobs that you find that you are looking for more and then like on the same kind of note like are there emotes that you find yourself kind of going towards more often than others that's a by writer uh by writer everyone has different choices however i do see a trend for jobs uh that will be tanks and healers and dancer um because tanks they can use all of their self-medication buttons their aoe's shirk not provoke pardon they use shirk uh their invul stuff like that um Healers, healers can target themselves, each other, stuff like that. Um, and then dancer, because obviously standard step and technical step. I mean, come on. <laughs> Those are just flashy Using buttons. dancer Perfect. for dancing? What? Wild. If they make standard step have to be in combat, oh my god, we'll be in ruins. <laughs> <laughs> I literally did say to Zanidra as we were watching Fishfest's performance, because Zanidra mains dancer, and I went... It's so cool to actually see dancers' animations used for dancing. <laughs> <laughs> They're beautiful. They're beautiful. And I think it really yeah. highlights the detail of those animations and the very flashy over-the-top special effects as well. But it really gave me, I think, a whole nother appreciation level for the animations they did for that class that just make it so beautiful and really encapsulate that. It's just, it was fantastic to see. Absolutely. I mean, in the middle of combat, it's hard to see your own character, let alone the the actions that they're doing. I'm so sure. Really I'm nice sure your battle dancing them. is wonderful, but I need to focus on mechanics. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Uh, so I, I know that you know. We talked about the. Are there are there emotes that you personally enjoy using for oh, for yeah. dances? Okay. Okay. Um, I really like Gooby Doo. Um, that was mm -hmm. a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I like the flower shower or gratuities. So when you throw the petals or throw mm -hmm. money, yep. those are just always fun to just throw stuff into the crowd. Big fan of that. Um, or I really like rally, uh, cause every, there are racial emotes, uh, and rally is one of those where a Hrothgar rally and a catboy rally are two different rallies. Or a Lalafell rally and a here rally, totally different. Um, but yeah, that those are one of my. It's just really energetic, really get in there, and it fills a lot of time. Fist pump, uh, the one that you can get from I believe Eureka, is another good one where you like punch your fist in the air and then you bring back both fists to your side. Super cool. I love that one too. That one's a really nice uh, emote to float into other things. All right, now, now, now I got it. We got to go around Rook. If you were to do this, what what would your go to emotes be? Oh, geez. Well, what, what, my... are, what are some of your favorite emotes? Well, my favorite emotes could be used in a dance, but I don't know. If, I'd probably pick different ones for a dance. My favorite emotes are Yol Dance, Manderville Dance, so those would be fine. Mm -hmm. um, I really love the, I really love the squats emote. <laughs> <laughs> I think that one's funny. It makes me laugh, and I enjoy it. Um, but I mean, there are so many good dance emotes in the game. Um, I, I have always thought White Mage animations are really pretty, so I was excited to see them used a lot in the dances for Fish Fest. Um, and when there was the big disco ball holy moment, when like the beat dropped at one point, I was like, that's my class! I was very <laughs> I, uh, excited. Shiny, I love the yes. beat drop in Shiny. Mm -hmm. That one's so cool. 
It was so good. I was ecstatic. I loved that. Um, so, I, I mean, I think those were ones that really caught my eye, the way that you can kind of punctuate moments. I also just loved the use of offstage ability. Like, people standing just behind the screen to do yes. effects on people on stage. I thought that was so clever. Um, so I think for me, I'd probably be drawn towards a lot of the dance emotes. I'd probably put a squat in just to make myself laugh at some point. And a lot of the <laughs> class abilities and how you can kind of use those creatively, I thought were just so fun. It got my brain going. Yeah, I... if you really want a class that's flashy, Blue Mage. Blue Mage has so many great mm. yeah. flashy skills to just cast off stage. Oh, it's great. Yeah, I think for me, I, I also really like gratuity. Um, I have a, a, a not so humble brag emote where I have all my statue emotes just play out. But the first part of that is wow. I, th I throw out a bunch <laughs> of money. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but Sai Guy in chat, the, the, the Power Rangers emotes. Yeah, no, I love I love those. I think it, you just, you know, you're doing the like all that. I think that'd be that'd be fun. I think those would be the ones I would probably pick. Uh, I like the Power Ranger ones. One. Oh, man, I'm jealous of you. I want those statue emotes. Please. <laughs> Just sell Please. the emotes on the store. I will pay, like, full mount price for those emotes. I will pay the $30. Let me have them. <laughs> I really, really hate that they have never put the emotes separately in this. I get it's supposed to be. Um, I know it's like, I get it's supposed to be a perk of the statue. But at the same time, if you're only making limited quantities and those emotes are in the game, please make it so we can get them. Yeah. And uh, the Odin one, I think that only had like, what, two prints? Or it, two that was, well, that was that. That was, that was the first emotes. one. So I think that probably had the least amount. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, man. Maybe one day. Maybe Yoshi P will. I don't know. See what we do. Be like, we'll get that person some emotes. Here you go. Oh, I wish. <laughs> the the Esprit uh, emote collection code on the box yeah. station. I, be like, here's all the emotes. I promise you, if there is an emote tied to an ultimate, guess who is progging an ultimate? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Uh, I mean, we this we kind of already were talking about, or at least I was nerding out about how much I loved your fish fest specifically but since we did get to go to it um i wanted to make sure that we got to talk about it uh thank you again so much for inviting aetherite radio thank you for inviting all of us to come see the vip show because we genuinely had such a blast and even though i was sassing fusion earlier all of us were there and we all really really enjoyed we, it we sass because we care we do we do. And it was cute as well just to all be sitting together in like a little digital space watching a show. But We, we all look so so dapper, so fancy. We're, fancy. Uh, we got I, I, I logged in in, in a hurry after the show last week. I'm like, do I have any like fancy glamours? Like, what do I got? Uh, this one looks like a suit and tie. Sure, we'll go with, it, with that, I guess. <laughs> what were you saying, Rosie? Hey, any future show, if you guys want to come to it, just let me know and I can... Uh, See if I can't get you on that VIP list. Ooh. We would love it. It was so great. Um, and the venue, I know we already talked a little bit. You talked about how the, the venue was made. And uh, I think it was you and Goro that built it. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. Um, it was the details. Phenomenal. The little like treasure chest. I was blown away by the water reflection that you had on the walls as just like a subtle lighting touch for the stage. Um, 
all of it was so well done. But there was one specific thing that the whole time we were so curious about, which is how you make people disappear through the floor. Oh, everyone loves, everyone is so amazed by that. It is one of the most basic things. What do you do when you get stuck in a house? Uh, yeah, you could. Seriously? Through. Yeah, you just move to front door. That's it. Oh my <laughs> gosh. So I think we just log out. Like, I love that, but I don't think we'd be able to get into the next song if we logged out. <laughs> but no, it's just, you know, move to front door with, with timing, of course, but. That's it. That's hilarious. Cause cause I, I wasn't part of the, the, the cool people discord call during the performance. Uh, but no, me, me and my wife had the exact same thought. How'd they do that? <laughs> they were there. Now they're not. What happened? We just, normally we get a big flashy emote that blocks most of our body. And then we time it teleport as soon as it fills up the That's entire amazing. space. That's so good. We were theorizing that it was something about the fact that the venue had the actual stage like vaunted up into a fake upper story. And we were thinking, oh, maybe there's something you can do that makes the game like plummet your character down through the floor, like in the housing and the menu or in something with the abilities or with. I was, I was thinking maybe something weird with like rescue and clipping and verticality oh. and just go to door. <laughs> That's, I wow. assure you, all of our effects are practical. We don't use <laughs> any third party, no nothing. It is just stuff that the game has. That was great. It was a this, great effect. This entire show, it's like, oh man, this must be so hard to do. They must do all this crazy stuff. No, it's like super easy. We can teach you how to dance in like 30 minutes. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I love great. that though. I love that though. Because <laughs> yeah. the effect that it has is still impactful, right? It doesn't matter if it's as simple as go back to the door <laughs> because <laughs> it is still delightful. Like that was really the the major word that I could take away. I was I cannot remember being genuinely so delighted by something where I just was surprised constantly in the best of ways. Oh my gosh, they just did wait behold up. They where they go? <laughs> oh, that ability was perfect here. This was so great. What? Or just the little things like that, the funny little comedic moments. Or um, So for the low effort or the creative and innovative ideas that go into it, you know, it doesn't make it any less impactful to the audience, which is so phenomenal. I don't want to discredit that. We do have some uh, cool tricks that we use. Um, we have to move to front door, but some jobs, like Monk, have thunderclap. Or Black Mage has uh, a theoretical manipula manipulation, yeah. whatever the one where you move to someone. Mm -hmm. We do have some songs where we'll use those uh, to get on and off stage. Um, I don't know if you saw it, but the footfalls that we did for Lunarcon last year uh, during the Storm and Blood segment, we have two monks thunderclap in from off stage onto onto the center uh, to perform the rest of the song. Or during um, what is it? calling all the monsters during the Halloween show, um, we had a black mage teleport back to their ley lines that they had placed earlier in the song after uh, the rap segment was done. So there is there That's is great. movement tech, um, but most of the just get off stage is actually just with the front door. That's it. <laughs> I love it. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, so for for Fish Fest, obviously, right, 
we had the theme fish water fish. <laughs> um I, I mean how do you go about with from that point selecting you know the the different music and, and stuff because like there's I mean, there's a lot of options out there, right? I mean, how do you narrow it down? Um, so originally, uh, what I'll do is we'll do this, the, hey, there's a show coming up. This is the theme. Think of some songs. And then people will just randomly post like songs and stuff like that. From there, my community just naturally makes, I don't know, they'll take a bit. They'll think of a bit in a song like um, the ugly crab outfit that I was wearing for Under the Sea. I was like, I could probably make a crab. Oh, wait. Yeah, let me just do Under the Sea. Alright, easy. And then just go from there. Um, so normally, it's just taking a bit and just just going with the bit. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were so fun. Um, I... There were so, I mean, all the dances were great. All the dances were great. Even the Splatoon ones. And I didn't realize they were Splatoon until a little bit in. And then <laughs> Aldino went, this is Splatoon. And I went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, chat was losing their minds because it was Splatoon. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't know this one. Is my, but, is my headphones broken? I can't hear. What, what's up with the lyrics? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Um, but the range of songs, I mean... I, I think my personal favorites from the performance, I mentioned already the Celtic Woman one, was so clever. And I loved all of the ways that they brought the whole scenario to life. And the music was so lively. And uh, a lot of those effects are great. Shiny also just had great moments with the Astrologian. I was I was Yeah, cackling. that was a really great use of Astro. <laughs> so funny. Um, so good. Um, I also particularly loved the, I believe you. it was one that, I remember one that you were in. It was one of the pirate songs. Maybe it was the sea shanty mix. It had all the very rugged pirates. <laughs> That's the way I would uh, describe how it. How many rugged dancers? Pirates. Three dancers or five dancers? I want to say it was Fusion. Do you know? Do you remember which one I'm talking about? I want to say it was three. Oh, I can just actually pull the video up. I have it here. But uh, it was rugged pirates. It was not the one that was the okay. It was not the full sea shanty mashup because that ah. had the uh, feminine pirate captain, right? It was yes. the one that was like very, very rugged pirates. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, probably you're probably talking about Shiver Me Timbers from the Muppets movie. Oh, it was that one. Yes, it was that one. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was gorgeous. I really loved that. I thought it was so cute. I really loved it. It was excellent. They were all so good, though. I don't fusion. Did you have any favorites from the I, show? You know, I. <laughs> it's funny that you were talking about the Splatoon one and and how you were talking about it on comms, because because this is this is a Nintendo household, uh, and so as soon as that happened, I was like, oh, they got like Callie and Marie, and like this is great. Like we were all like we knew exactly what was going on. <laughs> so I think I think those those for me because I I just. There was obviously like recognition with the music, but then like being able to easily like also like recognize like characters and stuff. I also loved um, <laughs> the, the costume for Patrick when that showed up. Oh, <laughs> just the big, the sexy Patrick from yeah. the end. Yep, <laughs> so good. <laughs> oh, that was really good. That no. was a highlight. Agreed. Agreed. Oh boy. 
Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, it was it was just fantastic. Um I mean, this kind of ties into that same theme, but were there any dances from the show that you were particularly proud of or that you felt like, oh, we tried something new in this? Or I won't make you name favorites because yes. that. What, is which never, one was you your know, favorite but... child? <laughs> okay. Um, from a technical aspect, I really liked Splatoon, uh, the Calamari Incantation 3 mix. There was a lot of movement and stuff for that song. Because um, the Squid Sisters and Deep Cut, not me in the back. I was playing Big Band. All I had to do was yell dance. Um, but everyone else, they had a ton of movement and stuff like that, which, whew, that's a, that's, that's a nightmare sometimes, uh, especially with pain. Um, with, uh, I liked Celtic Woman. I liked that it was two separate writers on that. That's super cool. Uh, that they wrote basically two songs differently, but they matched up. Um, However, I think my absolute favorite song in retrospective to how, uh, like, the community liked it as well, I loved reading the comments about Ocean Man. That one was so funny. But Sweet Victory. Sweet Victory, hands down, so mm. funny. So mm. funny. Everyone lost their mind. It was so funny. Oh man! And the 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 technical aspect of everyone throwing just random fireworks and stuff—none of that was planned. They were just spamming buttons. <laughs> That's great. I thought for sure it was planned. For nope. sure, it was excellent. <laughs> Those were all great. That one was fantastic. I I loved the use of fireworks in it because that was something I hadn't even thought about. And I immediately went, oh, we should start like a collection fund so that if any of us end <laughs> up with too many fireworks, we just give them to the dance team because I just dump them every time. I just like garbage for you. I, I, usually, I usually at least have a stack of like Realm Reborn Red. In, in a retainer somewhere. I don't know why. I just usually do. But I loved, like, even, like, from behind the curtain, you could see the <laughs> that going off, and I was... Oh, it's so yep. good. Yep, yep, yep. It was excellent. It was a delightful show. So Congrats fun. to all the performers. You did great. It was so fun. Um, and, I mean, everybody was enjoying it, whether they were in the audience or they were in the more remote audience watching through Twitch. Uh, you could see so many people just lighting up, even those who weren't familiar with 14, who were going, yeah. 14 does this? I want to get in here and I want to <laughs> be a part of this community, you know? And that is just a huge testament to the joy it brings. And, you know, there's no reason, there's no reward for doing this. It's not like you complete dance, fish dance extreme <laughs> and you get something for it, but you give so much from it. Uh, it's a reward to the people who get to see it and get to be a part of it. And uh, it's just it's so fun. It really was, honestly. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, if as long as my community's having fun with it, even if we mess up on stage, if at the end of the show we were like, heck yeah, we're, we're loving every, we love getting all the dopamine from everyone enjoying it in the audience. We love just being on the stage and stuff like that. I just like hanging out with everyone in my community. Even that alone, perfect. That's all I needed. I feel like we did a good show. We did a good show. Uh, and I couldn't ask for anything more. 
That is amazing. And it's awesome to hear. Um, I guess the, the final thing is, one, all of you that listen to this, whenever you listen to this, you should go see one of these shows. Let me just tell yes. you. Yes. And if you missed, if you missed it, you can actually see the Fish Fest show online. I literally, before the podcast went YouTube, I did Esprit Dance Show Fish Fest. It came up immediately. And there were other mm -hmm. examples and other videos as well that you've put up there. Um, and of course, yeah. you'll get to shout out to everybody where they can find you. But go look at this. I mean, we've talked a lot about it, but I honestly think that seeing it is the thing where it clicks and you go, yeah. oh, this is so good. <laughs> and I would just encourage everybody, I mean, go check out one of these shows. Um, if you go to the shows, there's a little bit to expect. And I wanted to just touch on this because we even got the rundown when we, you know, where I was chatting with you and you were like, have you ever been to one of the shows before? And I was like, no. And you went, okay, <laughs> here's the little list. This is what you should know. So um, I wanted to give you a moment to even be able to share with everybody about what to expect if you come to one of the Esprit shows, um, what to expect and what kind of makes the experience the best if you're coming to watch in the audience. Absolutely. All right. So um, first, flickering. That is a big issue that we have to deal with because, uh, I mean, this game can only render so many characters on screen at once. Um, that's why we limit the amount of seating uh, to about 60 folks. So don't take it personal if you have to sit outside. Uh, we can only, you know, have so many people inside. Um, tall people in the back, stuff like that. Um, you know, the simple stuff. But um, make sure you have your battle effects on. Uh, otherwise, you're not going to see all the pretty particle effects uh, that we've put into the songs and stuff like that. Um, make sure that you have your emote log off. Uh, what that means is, like, when you hit clap, it doesn't say you clap in the chat. It You just do the action. Uh, stuff like that. Um, make sure that you mute all of your audio uh, in-game, uh, just because we play our own music using a site called SciTube, uh, which is basically like a YouTube watch together, or Rabbit, if you remember what Rabbit was before it got nuked. Um, rest of these <laughs> Rabbit. rabbit. <laughs> um, and uh, that's, that's, the, that's the beginner stuff, yes. Uh, if you really want some, like, advanced stuff, there's, like, move your camera to be sliding in the center, or um, try to not use an intensive uh, shader, other otherwise your computer's going to melt whenever we go into particle effects and stuff like that. Um, but from a basic standpoint, just make sure that you have your battle effects on, make sure that everything is muted, uh, make sure that you're in the music, the, the side tube, uh, and make sure that you don't like talk in the private and the public channels and that's it mm -hmm. i wanted to ask you because i was curious about this um do you is okay talking in the public channel do you count that as emote clapping between the pieces would does the group prefer that you don't do that or that you can do that between each of the different numbers you can emote clap as long as it doesn't show in the chat only because um people don't read instructions and stuff like that. Um, so if there's less things scrolling in their chat, that's less of a chance that they'll miss things, uh, per se. Uh, so reducing the amount of stuff that goes through is usually helpful. There's always, gotcha. and, and another thing too, right for that, if, if people don't know, any emote, you can add motion at the end, like space motion, and it'll still do the emote, but it won't put it in the log. So, yep. like, that's mm -hmm. something else to consider as well. 
Yeah, we were all, at least the three of us that were in the Cool People Discord call. <laughs> we were all like, should we do anything? I really want to clap right now. So we're all just in our Discord like, <laughs> there were a couple times after a song, my wife would look over and like nudge me like, you're going to clap? I'm like, all right. <laughs> I loved it, though. I wanted to ask that. But for anybody, I mean, from our perspective as viewers that went for the first time, um, it was all so well orchestrated, right? You show up at the venue. It's clearly outlined on all of the advertising stuff. Um, you can even, if you're not on, like, whatever data center NA for this, you can make an alt. And as long as you get the housing wards unlocked, which just takes, well, depending on where the performance is, um, it just takes a little bit to usually get those. You don't even have to fully level or anything. Um, and then you can, you know, pop into the venue and see it, uh, depending on where the show is. And I mean, the ushers, everybody that was there was so attentive. They made us sort of wait at the door so that like they could stagger people coming in and entering the venue. This was a VIP list as well. So, I mean, it was something where we had to wait a little bit, probably double check and then let people in. So then you just go into the venue. We sat down and, um, they outlined all of those, uh, so you don't have to worry about like remembering them right now. Like they outlined everything and walked us through, and it was very straightforward. And the show itself ran about an hour. I don't know if that's usually what you aim for time-wise, or if it really varies depending on the venue. One hour is our normal uh, on request um, and very special requests. An hour thirty, uh, or if we're doing like a pop-up show, just thirty minutes. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, but it flew by. It was so fun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. I cool. think that was that was that was our whole list. I think That's all the questions. I think I think we did a podcast. Nice. Did a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ara, where can people find you online? Where can people find uh, Esprit? Uh, you can find Esprit uh, at Esprit XIV um, on Twitter. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel. I've been uploading, uh, well, I finished editing everything and I've been uploading uh, each individual number um, onto our YouTube channel. Um, they're in like different locations and with fancy set pieces and stuff like that in comparison to just standing on the stage. Um, and then come Monday, um, I have a VOD compilation of different points of views of the show, of streamers who were streaming. Uh, of the full show. Um, kind of had to dance around DMCA muting a bunch of stuff. Um, so take that as you will. Um, so, But, hey, I did my best. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you can do, honestly. For any of us that create on any platform, DMCA is the great foreboding, worrying thing. <laughs> oh, good lord, yeah. yeah. Very cool. Make um, sure... Oh, god. If you're interested, um, we um, recently uh, were able to get our hands on our own venue, actually. Uh, so we have our own large now. Um, and come March, about, I think the first-ish, no, second-ish week of March, uh, we have a, our own show uh, being hosted. Uh, it won't be to the same scale as one of our big shows. Um, so, But hey, if you want to see us live, you can come to our shows there. So... Keep your eye out on Twitter uh, for any shows like that. Um, as for in April, uh, we have a super serious, definitely uh, not a joke uh, show. That'll be on the 1st of April. Uh, that might be a consideration if you want to see some absolutely professional, no jokes, mm -hmm. no 
no uh, lollygagging, nothing. Just that, no, that, that seems, mysterious what the, dancing. What do the kids call it? That seems uh, sus. Seems like... So I, you know what? I'm going to allow myself one little curse as a treat. That seems like bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing. Absolutely not. I would never lie to you. All of our dances will be the most serious dances ever. Okay. okay. Sure, yeah. I, I April mean, 1st show. Yeah, yeah. Totally serious. I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it'll be fine. Absolutely. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, thank you again for joining us. It was it was really cool to to talk about all of this. Everybody, make sure to go check out Esprit, uh, twitter.com, uh, EspritXIV. Um, check out their website. It's all in the in the chat. We'll have it in the, the descriptions and all that stuff as well. Um, if you want to find me on the internet for whatever reason, oh no, I we got through everything <laughs> without the technical difficulties. And then, right at the end, it was like, hey, no, cool. It's fine. It's just overlapping it's on fine. chat. You That's can, fine. You can still read. Chat's overlapping on it. But, what you know, layers. How do they work? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Ravelderg. You can find me on YouTube <laughs> at RavelderGX. Rook, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitch and YouTube at Rookery. That's R-O-O-K-U-R-I. You can also find me here on this podcast on Saturdays. You can find me on the Lightbringers podcast for Guild Wars 2 on Fridays. And you can oftentimes now find me on many other channels, including Mog Talk for casting uh, Race World for stuff with WoW and elsewhere. So just to keep an eye out, because if I'm not live on my own channel, I'm probably doing something somewhere or a YouTube video just went up. There you go. <laughs> Uh, if you want to get in contact with, with us here at the show, you can email us, aetheritradio at gamerscape.com. You can tweet at us at aetheritradio. You can also find us as Gamerscape on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, and Discord, discord.gd slash gamerscape. We have an Aetherite Radio channel on there where you can come and talk to us about the show. Uh, we've got a Final Fantasy XIV channel. We've got a MCU channel. We talk about all sorts of stuff, so come over and hang out. Um, and that is going to do it. For us this week again aro thank you so much for joining us everybody yes. go check out esprit's yeah. stuff it's amazing um just just do it just do it just do it <laughs> go get your Trust fan me. fest tickets Nothing. and then go watch esprit for the rest of the day that that is your assignment <laughs> <laughs> all right thank everybody. you thank you for having me yeah we we're so happy to talk honestly cannot wait to see more of, of what you all are working put together i'm like i'm really excited for the super serious performance can't wait i love a good a good serious performance absolutely <laughs> all right everybody that is going to do it for us this week thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you next time bye